Canadian Restricted and Non-Restricted Possessions and Acquisitions License Instruction in the Parkland. The Risks versus Instructional Safety. We are Real Conversations Podcasts, and I'm Tamara Michelle. This podcast is recorded in the Parkland and produced in Dauphin, Manitoba. Today, we meet with Certified Firearms Safety Instructor Henrik Langer to discover more on the discussion of ignorance and instructional safety for the licensing requirements of restricted firearms in Canada. Thank you to our show sponsors, Bankert Marketing, Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Medispa, Real Security Solutions, Roofs, Furniture and Appliances of Dauphin, Oil Depot of Dauphin, Tri Family Health, Beauty and Fine Gifts of the Paw, Ramsey's Health and Fitness of Dauphin, Cloud Nine Canna Supplies of Dauphin, and Hearts to Nature Fine Art Nature Photography. Okay, now we'll do the exit move with an anchor. Yes. Really hard, you can't reach it, you can't reach it. Go, give her! There you go. Now she removed it. This would have been an empty case, maybe, but she removed all ammunition now. The one final, the final bullet just too long. Okay, now, you want to make it easier, you can put an empty magazine in it, and pull it back again, the slide, and now drop the magazine again. Push that little button to the side. That's a little trick if the hand is really hard to, 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 put the, to put the slide back. So welcome, Henrik, to Real Conversations podcast, and welcome. Uh, today I'm interviewing Henrik, and he is a... What is your title, actually, Henrik? The title is I'm a Canadian Firearm Safety Instructor for Non-Restricted and Restricted. Restricted. Okay. So, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. I teach the firearm safety courses, yep. the PAL courses. Right, yes. And, uh, of course, you know, there's been lots of um, interest, I would say interest and controversy, not about the courses, but about handguns and... Um, and that sort of thing recently with politics and the news. So with that being said, uh, I wanted to enroll in the restricted firearms course after uh, going to range day, which was on, was that June 4th? I June think. 4th, yes. Yeah. And I had an opportunity to uh, shoot some handguns, some uh, rifles, long rifles. Um, and it was actually just, for me, it was just a wonderful experience. And what I discovered was that... Um, when you're with people that know what they're doing and they are good teachers, patient, um, things aren't so scary. That's, that's the thing that I really took away from Range Day and that really uh, propelled me to want to take the restricted firearms course because I have my pal from last year. Um, so we did, we did that today. Uh, we actually went through the, the whole process and um, I just feel so much better. I was able to pass, you know. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't with perfect grades, but I was able to pass and uh, uh, under your tutelage. And you know, it was a long day. It was it was a full eight hour course, um, including you know the exam time and um, you know a little bit of conversation in between. And with that, um, do you want to walk us through? Because you would be able to describe it better. What exactly that entails for those that are interested in taking either a, uh, an unrestricted or restricted firearms course. So, okay, let me put it this way. If you want to buy a firearm, buy, own, or use a firearm in Canada, you need the non-restricted or, or and slash or restricted firearm safety course. You have to pass that first. That means the non-restricted means long guns. You always say long rifle. It's long guns. Okay. Uh, it's fine. Um, so you take an eight-hour course through me, have to listen to me talking for eight hours, explaining, 
gun safety, history of firearms, firearm safety, uh, ammunitions, what kind of ammunitions they are, care of firearms, and then most important, how to store, transport, and uh, display them if you wanna if you wanna put them on the wall. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. It's straight to the point. Um, most important thing is this one here. You know what that means? <laughs> trigger finger. Trigger finger must stay out of the trigger guard and off the trigger because <laughs> if people tell you their gun went off by, by accident, tell them, no, you're full of yourself because a firearm is not made to go off by itself unless it's really very badly malfunctioning. Um, yeah, and then you take this course through me and if you want to buy a handgun, you have to take another course, the restricted firearm safety course, which means you have to listen to me again, <laughs> to the sometimes even the same jokes. And uh, <laughs> you can take it back to back if you want to. I sometimes offer them. So that teaches you again the history of firearms, of handguns, um, the, the, the two actions. Remember the actions? Um, yes, the two actions were, I think it's, uh, I have to think of this for a second. So there's semi-automatic and... Ah, uh, revolver. Revolver, Thank correct. You. I have to think about, it's really interesting because there's different actions for the long guns. Exactly. You have six different. Actions. different you have six yeah. actions for so long really, guns. When you did that, I really had to think about it for a second. And uh, and then for 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 uh, uh, handguns, you have like two that are allowed in Canada: semi-automatic and revolver. And then, um, yeah, again, like you learn safety. Keep your finger. Most importantly, keep the finger off the trigger. Make sure that it's safe. That there's nothing in the chamber, that the feeding path slash the magazine is clear. And, um, and, and always pointing the muzzle in a safe direction. In a safest available direction. That is yes. always interesting. In a safe direction, safest available direction. And that's pretty much if you follow all these safety rules that you point the firearm in the safest available direction. Remove all ammunition, observe the chamber, verify the feeding path, examine the bore if you take it out for the first time, take a quick peek. Mm -hmm. All you have at the end is a piece of metal, piece of plastic or wood. That's all that is. Uh -huh. And um, guns are not dangerous. And I think that's interesting because I think, so before I did range day, um, before I did the restricted firearms course, even when I had done the paddle, I was, I, there was some trepidation on my part because I grew up around, uh, around guns in the aspect that I had uncles that hunted. My dad doesn't hunt, but my uncles, uh, grandfathers, they all hunted. Uh, my brother would go out. I never went. I never had an interest when I was younger, uh, but I had a respect. You know, we, we were, we were taught from that. We were not allowed to touch or even look at that stuff. We just, we'd see them using them and we just kind of, you know, kind of stayed, stayed out of the scene. Like that was what kind of we were taught just to stay away uh, as young kids. So I'm, I'm grateful that my, my family had taught me that much. What I found was that by learning about them and by immersing yourself in the language, I call it gun language or firearm language, um, it removes, it decodes that, that curiosity. It decodes the, it's not the wonder, cause I think they're still, they're, they're very interesting. Um, because, you know, especially for sport, you know, if that's yeah. something that you're interested in, but the fear of safety or the fear that they're dangerous. And that's what I really learned being able to handle the handguns in the course today, especially the fact that when you pick them up uh, and of course, keeping in mind that the guns that you have are, you, you had an, they're deactivated. They're that de means, that means, um, they wouldn't be able to fire off a live round if you would put one in there and all the ammunition that we used or oh, that that's actually every firearms instructor in Canada has to do the same thing. The course is, by the way, the same all over Canada. It's a federal thing. Yeah. So if you take it here or in 
in, in, in Newfoundland or whatever, it's yeah. always the same course. But um, the ammunition is deactivated yeah. because that way you prevent accidents. Yeah. Right. And I had learned that in the first course, in the unrestricted course, or non-restricted. Non-restricted. Is it non-restricted? Um, that ammunition in itself is actually the most dangerous part of the gun because it, it, that's what has the gunpowder. That's what has that's the explosive, explosive stuff. Yeah. That's stuff that gets hot. That's stuff yeah. that explodes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like, so that, I guess that's what I want to say is being a student, you know, of the craft that when you understand more uh, and then you have a respect for for the rules, for the safety, for the for everyone around you, right? It's very easy to to absorb and understand if you have an interest in it. Like I I, I was I was actually riveted. I mean I I know I didn't get my hundred percent that I would have liked, but I mean You got hundred percent only in the test. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like 85, I think. 86. 86. So I didn't do too badly. Still good. You passed. Yeah, still, yeah, still good. And then what I thought was interesting that even the questions, uh, if there was questions that we got wrong, you took the time to go through the exam with us after and say, so what did you not understand about this? So, so what is the correct, on your, yeah, reflect what is, on what is the correct answer? And so some people, some people are like reading too fast. That's the most common thing. Like, for example, it is legal to store a loaded firearm in your home. True. <laughs> it's illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> yes. Right, so it's like... like it's, stuff like this yes, happens. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and, and sometimes it's trivial things like uh, what picture, what is pictured here? And the the, the, the copy, the, the print is extremely small. It's... Yeah. Everybody gets the benefit of the doubt sometimes. Yeah. So. yeah. And what you mentioned there with, 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 um, with safety and, and, and this being around firearms, when you said you, like, you were told to stay away from firearms. Mm -hmm. And actually, I always tell my students, if you have... Uninformed people in your household mm -hmm. don't make this firearm, or especially children, yeah. don't make this make a firearm if you have one. This dangerous magic thing that you're not supposed to touch. Yeah. Because you know how it is when you're a kid. You you were a kid. I was a kid. My <laughs> one time, even I was a kid. Um, I have a few memories of matches. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a few memories. I learned left from right from the from the pocket knife. I wasn't supposed to touch. Now I have a scar. Mm -hmm. Don't touch the pocket knife. It's dangerous. Don't touch the pocket knife. Can I leave you alone? Yes, of course you can leave me alone, Mom. I'm a big boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear you. Off to the uh, emergency room. Mm -hmm. If somebody would have told me how boring pocket knives are, yes, nothing would have happened. So I'm, I'm telling my my students, like, take this edge away from it. Like, just, you know what? Don't touch it, but here's how it works. Yes. This is what you got to do. Be safe around them. Because if, 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 if uninformed people or untrained people see like oh it's not that hard yeah you take the you take the interest away from it like or the yeah. danger away from it because it is really if you unload the firearm and if you remove the if you treat it properly all you have is a piece of metal piece of wood or plastic yeah and then i think is interesting too um all the rules for storage and how many locks you have especially on the handguns um Everything's locked all the time unless you have it in your in your care. In your hand, pretty it's much, yeah. Yes, physically. I mean, even even, and I'm thinking back to the non-restricted course. Even when you hand your uh, long gun to someone else that you're hunting with because you need to climb over a fence or climb under a fence, you have to acts and prove you have to check it you have to make sure there's no ammunition because in it. as soon as you touch if i'm moving you my firearm yeah. as soon as it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who paid for it it's your firearm whatever happens with that is your responsibility yeah or if you give me yours so i have to make sure that i'm giving you that either I do, object, in, in your presence that yes. i'm showing you here this is 
this is the, the firearm is unloaded. Please hold it for me. I got to go behind the bush. And when I'm back, call, give it back to me. Yeah. I don't know if you're the, the, the person who puts bubble gum into the, my chamber. Yeah, everyone's supposed to check. It's a prank on me. So I check it again. Yeah. So just to make sure, because yeah. we don't want accidents. This is yeah. what it's all about. We don't yeah. want any unintentional so, and damage. Ac and accountability, which I thought was really cool, because it, the onus... The onus is never, the onus is always on you. It's yes. always on you 100% of the time. As soon as you're around a gun and you have a license, the onus is always on you. Yes. And so anytime, anytime, you don't even take a gun until you say, well, can you check it, please? Yes. Like you, you don't even accept a gun from someone unless you've seen them go through it and then they can give it to you and then you go through it. So yes. it's always the onus is on you. And I think it's, it's really kind of marvelous in a way in the forethought that was put into the safety program. So I have to say, I really like that. What is the difference between this and the United States? In the United States, there's some, first of all, the Canadian firearms program is federal. In the States, it's, uh, what is it called? By states? By state. Yep. And some states have this, some states have that regulations. And here in Canada, you can go to Saskatchewan, buy stuff there and come back and Nobody stops you from, you just, it's all the same. Um, and then some states don't even have any training procedures. You can't just go there. Are you over 18? Yes. Here's a firearm. People never put the, never used one before. They watched movies. And this is what this, this, this person in, in, in Texas did there. He was 18. He went to the gun shop or to a store. I don't know where he got, he bought an, uh, he bought a firearm. He got ammunition and he went on a rampage. What did you do when you turned 18 in Canada? What was your first stop? Don't tell me liquor store. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it but, uh, wasn't. But, but see, like yeah. in Canada, like, oh, I'm 18. Hey, let's go to the LC. Yeah. But it, but an LC, I mean, that being said, there are still dangers with drinking. Yeah, of course. Of course. We all know. It was just an example. But, but that being said, like, you know, we don't have access to that. And, and you do have to go through all of these. You take the course. Yes. So then tell me what happens after we take the course. So I've taken the course today. I've passed, yes, but I don't have a license, and I'm not authorized to have a handgun. No, you, use a handgun. only because you pass it doesn't mean that I, that you can go to a gun shop and buy one. Yeah. So what you got to do now? You take your paperwork, six pages. You have to give personal information. You have to give information if you're married. It's for the RCMP. Um, if you have a spouse or a common law. Because they have to sign off. They have to allow you, if you want to say it, they have to approve that you are allowed to get a firearms license. Almost give permission. They have give to permission. Give, yeah. And this is to prevent maybe some, to, to prevent it as early as possible, domestic violence. If like, if, 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 if somebody has like a temper t problem, temper issue, yeah. um, that the spouse can say, no, I don't want you to have one. Yeah. Then spouse signs off. You have to have two references. Two people who know you for more than two years mm -hmm. to sign off. Yes, this person is capable of handling healthy and safe, healthy and safe mm -hmm. and not a crook, mm -hmm. not a criminal. Then you have to make uh, then you have to tell them, yes, I haven't committed a crime ever in your life. Mm -hmm. They just changed it last year from five years back now to your whole life. Mm -hmm. Anything that was related with firearms, with uh, with violence, mm -hmm. um, assault, I think. assault. Uh, if you have um, a history of, like, if you were ever admitted for suicidal for suicide, or if yep. you ever was like, admitted for for depression or something, yeah, because that way, they the RCMP they're keeping the guns they, out of the hands of they, people they, they, that they are more vulnerable. To, because suicide is actually the number one death or injury that 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 is caused by uh, firearms in Canada. Okay. So, 
we're not the states here. It's not like Wild West. It's yeah. it's really. And then it's okay, very monitored. Yes. Hey? Then you fill this out, and then um, you six pages, and then you mail it in to Miramichi, Nova Scotia. Gets there, sits there on on a pile. I always picture them getting baskets full of letters and pouring them into <laughs> like a the room. Like the passport office. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and then um, they put you on a pile for three months. They let you think, let it linger there. So then after three months, they look at it. They call. They might call, not all the time. They might call your spouse. They might call your references, the people that vouch you for you. you said that's quite common. That is quite common, like, yeah. You've heard many people have the references phoned or their spouse. Yes, yes. Um, okay, you pass this. Then you get your firearms license. It may, might take, depending on how backlogged they are. Yeah. During COVID, they were ins insanely backlogged. Yeah. Um, might take six months. Yeah. Could be four months, five months, six months. Then you get a card in the mail. Yeah. Then you can go and buy your first firearm, either from a store or from uh, from a private person. And then there's still a process. There's still a process. Like for long guns, it's fairly easy. But now they put something in, in between. You have to ask, get a reference number. Okay. Um, where you enter your PAL number and the PAL number of the person who sells it to you. And then you can, it used to be like, you have PAL, I have money. I, 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 I have money, you want, you have gun, I have PAL, you have PAL. Let me see. Okay, here's gun. And it was like an exchange. An immediate no, exchange. Nobody needs to know about this. This yeah. is the non-restricted yeah. part about it. But well, a handgun's completely Now different. it's complicated. Handgun? Yeah. First of all, buying one, yeah. you have to transfer ownership because handguns in Canada are registered to the owner. Mm -hmm. And um, they have a little card with them that has their name and their registration number on it, and they're tied to your name. So let's say I want to sell you a handgun. We have to initiate a transfer. That means I call the RCMP, say I want to sell my my, my firearm to, to Tamara, and then, okay, what's, they, they verify all my PAL information, and then they say, okay, I give you a reference number. Then you have to call the RCMP with that same reference number, tell, yes, I have a PAL, they verify everything. Then they initiate a transfer. That means they start this re-registering, unregistering for me and putting it in yeah. your name. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you can take the gun home right away. Right. You technically can. Yeah. But I'm always saying, just wait until you wait have everything. Wait to get the paperwork just for transfer. For transfer. Because then again, transferring a handgun is very strict. Hang on, we're not done yet. Yeah. Then you get a letter in the mail if you do it privately. If you if you buy a firearm at Cabela's or something, you get a this initiation of transfer paper right away. That means now you can take it. Yeah. You can take it home from the gun store straight home. Nowhere else. Yeah. Nowhere else. Yeah. And store it appropriately. And store it appropriately. We'll get to that in, in a bit too. But then after like a couple of weeks, you get your registration card in the mail, your registration paper. Mm -hmm. Now it's finally your handgun. It's in your possession. You can take it. Where can you take a firearm in Canada? To the gun range. Exactly. Period. Nowhere else. <laughs> That's without, it. without without calling the it in. The shortest the shortest distance. The shortest distance. You what? don't you don't go to grandma's first. You go it's, <laughs> it's like it's like play Monopoly. Do not do not stop. Yeah, do, do not, not collect yeah. two hundred dollars. Oh you go straight to jail. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, but there's only three reasons why you can have a firearm in Canada a handgun in, or not a restricted firearm in Canada. Remember that? Yes I do. Tell me. Yeah. Uh, you can only have a restricted handgun if you uh, are doing it for sport. So that is to shoot at a gun range. 
Uh, the other one is if you are a collector, which is a very long process because not anyone can be a collector. And the third one is if you're in security or RCMP. And RCMP doesn't need it, but CBSA, for example, okay. they require that. They used to have it that you had to have your restricted firearm before you can apply. Now, now you can apply, and if you, get if you get accepted, border, border patrol, patrol, yes. Okay. And if you get accepted, then you have to take it. Okay. That takes a little bit of responsibility away from them, which is fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are the only reasons. Sport shooting, like target practice, um, collector, you have to really prove to the chief firearms officer of your province that you are a legit collector, not like somebody, yeah, I just want to buy them and put them in the box under my bed or something. Yeah. And profession. So, okay, you can only go straight from the range home and like, from home to the range and back yeah. for practice. Um, if you say you have a malfunction on your firearm and you want to take it to a gunsmith, You can't just say, ah, oh, shoot, it's not working, let's go. No, you have to call the RCMP for, what is it called? The ATT? Oh, I can never, it's a transfer, it's a special transfer. Author authorization to transport. Uh, you have to, to ask transport. pretty much for permission, yeah. or you have to tell the RCMP, hello, I, on that day I'm moving my firearm from that spot to that spot between, on that day. They just want to know where every firearm, where every handgun is yeah. at any moment of time. Yeah. And But, as a, as a, um, a restricted gun owner, You have a lot of responsibility put on you for an accountability for that gun yes. and how it's being stored. and, and You have to store it locked in a locked container. Yeah. That means that you have to have a lock on the firearm and you have to have it locked up. Yeah. With, with non-restricted firearms, you only have to have one lock. That yeah. means you put a trigger lock on it or you put it in a locked container yeah. because you only need one lock between the firearm and the, the good guy because fire, uh, locks only keep the bad people out yeah. and they only slow them out, slow them down anyways. Yeah. But handguns are a little stricter. They just want to make it harder on them. Yeah. So, so uh, I guess in closing, Henrik, I just wanted to ask you, yeah. um, people maybe wanting to take some courses coming up do you have any courses coming up in the next like during the summer or the summer is always tricky because a lot of, everybody's busy everybody at the lake or or or, or seeding or working in the farm okay. i um i did this course actually as a favor because people are panicking because of the change in politics right now yeah. um that they want to get their restricted firearms before it gets before handguns actually get uh, uh, the, the, the the sale gets frozen And um, stores are sold out anyways. Yeah. The government is actually the best firearms sales man of the year. But um, <laughs> Unfor unfortunately, in a unfortunately, way, but, yeah, it's interesting. What, what they tried works. to prevent is actually was actually counterproductive because now yeah. there's more stuff out there. Anyways, but um, I usually start again in the fall. Okay. And um, I have a website, okay. and um, you can actually sign up on my waitlist there. I, I have a little setting there for waitlist, and then as soon as I have something coming up, you either get a text message or an email to tell you about the time and place, and then you can say, hey, yes or no. Okay. So, okay. so for anybody who is interested in getting your... It's well. It could be your uh, non-restricted or restricted. Yes, uh, but you uh, need to have the non-restricted before you can get the restricted. How old do you have to be for the non-restricted? Remember, twelve years 12 old. Twelve years old. <laughs> you can as a as a twelve year old. You think I only got eighty five percent or eighty six? You don't even know your score. <laughs> no, but I'm um, no, you can be twelve years old. That's the minimum age. At from twelve to eighteen, you only get the minor's license. Yeah. That means you can only use it. You can't. You can't own. You can't own it officially, mm -hmm. but it can be in dad's gun cabinet. And at the age of 18, you can transfer it to the grown-up, to the adult, 
PAL with no B, you don't have to take the course again. Okay. So, and maybe there's somebody out there who took the course 10 years ago and lost their paperwork. Good news, you can still apply. The paperwork never expires. Just download a, uh, a form, send it in. The RCMP knows that you took the course 10 years ago. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Well, like you said, everything is documented, right? It's very well documented. Yeah. So, Well, Henrik, uh, I had a wonderful time uh, in the course today. I learned so much. Uh, I'm excited to kind of go through that process of application for my restricted firearms license. So that's uh, in, and I, who knows, maybe six down, uh, six months down the road, I'll, I'll have it. I'll let you know when that happens. And, uh, and for anyone that's interested, I will have that information up for you if you would like to take the course yourself. And thanks for taking the time time to sit down and chat with us today and uh, educate all of us a little bit more on firearms and firearm use and, and how we can learn more. And it's really not rocket science, just follow basic common sense <laughs> with it, so many things in life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Please pick up the semi-automatic handgun. What do you do when you pick it up? Okay, so the first thing I do is I assume it's loaded um, and I control my muzzle direction, which is down range if I'm on the range. Um, my trigger finger must be kept off, uh, off the trigger and it's got to be visible to everyone that is. Out of the trigger guard. That's, out of the trigger guard. It doesn't have to be visible, it's just, it's just a good habit to do that. Okay, and then I see that the firearm is unloaded. So now I have to prove that. Um, so safe and stable direction, again, that's a point always. Uh, remove all ammunition. So um, I'm going to check. If there would be, if, if you want to make absolutely sure you would grab the slide and rack it several times. Do it again, do it again. Now that would mean, now the gun, there's definitely nothing in there anymore. And just to make your life easier, because you want to have to slide back, and you do the rest of this, pull it back one more time. Okay. And now drop the magazine. If you have your own gun, okay. you get a hang of it. Just a little bit hard on this one. Okay, now keep going. You removed all ammunition now. Okay, and I just want to just verify that it's empty. So I'm going to look down, make sure that it's hollow for the feeding pump, and then... The chamber. The chamber, and then I can look down the board. Because that's the very last step. The gun is, there's nothing in it. You remove the ammunition. Right. You make sure there's nothing in the chamber and there's nothing in the feeding pad. So this examine the bore is technically a very safe spot. That's it. Okay, now tell me, what ammunition is this firearm designed to use? Uh, I'm going to check on the side. What is it called? What is it called? No, what, what, is, what is that thing? The barrel. That, no, not the barrel. What is this thing called that, I, that you're going to look for? What do I have to look for? Uh, the identification for, for the bullets. Right. Yeah, well, what do you call this? Data stamp. Data stamp. Okay, data stamp. Okay. Stamp. Okay. Stamp. okay. So data stamp okay. on the side of the barrel. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna read that. Jeez, I'm gonna need glasses soon. So it's... 40 Smith & Wesson, it's hard to read. Oh, you know what, sorry, it says S&W. I was actually looking for full writing. Oh, okay, but S&W is... So it says is, 40, yeah, 40 S&W. S&W, okay. Okay. Please uh, load it with two rounds of the break ammunition and chamber one round. You can put the gun down for that. Okay. How do you identify ammunition? Uh, it would be on the, uh, what will be in the room? The headstand. The headstand. Yes. So it says 40 S and W. So that's that the one. Looks like the one? Okay. Now you grab the magazine. Sorry. Yes. 
40 SW. Okay. So you grab the magazine, like thing, and you load it. And it's always, no, it's the, if you put it on the table, it's always facing towards the end of the oh, barrel. Okay. So, right. exactly. Look at that natural talent here. Well, I was at the range day. Yeah. I did get, Come a, little, on, I did get no. a little bit. Okay, now I'm going to pick up the gun again. Very good trigger discipline. Now put the magazine in. Good. Okay. And now chamber one round. You can do it either way. You can either pull back the slide or just push this button down. Okay, so this is the button I would push? Yes. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. This one here, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay. But now you wanna put the safety on. This is the hammer is back now. Now push this button down. This one? Yes. Now the hammer is forward, hammer is down. So this is safe. Now the gun would be safe. Okay. Squeeze the trigger, shoot it. Now cock the hammer because, no, wreck the gun one time. Just wreck it. Pretend it, you took one shot. Okay, so that's the that, that, that would be the empty case that would fly out. Okay. Now the hammer is actually cocked and cocked itself. This is the double action. So now it's ready to go again. It's ready to go again. Now squeeze the trigger. Okay. Feel the difference of trigger pull? That is the safety part of it. Okay. And now wreck it again. Okay, now your magazine will be empty. You finish everything. Now you can tell, you can drop the magazine. And do what? What is it called? Oh, so then I do my, uh, my verifying of the apps. So I assume it's loaded, control the nozzle direction, trigger finger again, uh, off of the trigger guard, and see that the firearm is unloaded, which it is, the magazine is out. I would down there. Okay, now we're done. Okay. Very good. Yeah, it's much easier when you handle it. Dr. Brenna and Three Graces Spa has been inspiring love, confidence, and health and humanity since 2019. Dr. Brenna's skin therapists have the advanced knowledge required to revitalize and rejuvenate your skin. Radiofrequency, microneedles, chemical peels, and oxygen neo superfacials are just a couple of the treatments we offer. To learn more about Dr. Brenna and Three Graces MediSpa, visit our website at threegraces.ca or call us at 204-572-5774 for a free consultation. A special thank you to Bankert Marketing for audio and video syncing. Thank you to our show sponsors, Bankert Marketing, Dr. Brenna and Three Graces MediSpa, Real Security Solutions, Roofs Furniture and Appliances of Dauphin, Oil Depot of Dauphin, Tri Family Health, Beauty and Fine Gifts of the Paw, Ramsey's Health and Fitness of Dauphin, Cloud9 Canna Supplies of Dauphin, and Hearts to Nature, Fine Art, Nature Photography. Like and subscribe on YouTube at Tamara Michelle. See you next week.